Hello and welcome to the Conclave Cast. We are a group of writers who connect emerging fantasy authors with readers on the hunt for the next titan of the genre. Every few weeks, we will introduce a new world, a new tale, and a new author so you can learn the story behind the story and meet the creator behind the pen. I'm your host, Tim Fasciola, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Conclave Cast. I'm Tim Fasciola, and today SJ and I have a very exciting episode for you. Now, before we go any further, unless you want to personally experience the same type of betrayal and backstabbing that goes on into <laughs> more, if you have not yet read, you need to leave now. Show yourself the door. Get out of here. Because today... We have some serious spoilers on the agenda, and unlike the crew in Among Thieves, we're not trying to stab you in the back. We want you to read for yourselves. So learn it. Sell me on it. You can go listen to that. You can listen to the teaser talk. Then you are welcome back in. Until then, scram. Scram. Get out of here. You have been warned, okay? And without further ado, let's welcome back MJ Kuhn. MJ, welcome back. Yay! Thank you guys for having me back. I'm so excited to talk spoilers with you guys. Oh, well, spoilers. We are so excited to We hear are going to talk. All about the spoilers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. first of all, you keep breaking my brain. Like, the more I, the more I, start, <laughs> I finish the book and then I'm like going back through and I'm just like, what was that moment that really just like knocked me on my ass? Like, just like, I'm like, huh? Like, just like I had like a moment. MJ, let's talk about Tristan. Let's Less. talk about this kid because his plot twists, like, yeah. like my neck hurts from all the whiplash up. he's given me. The set up. Oh my God. Like the casual talking about the rumors at the beginning that you just sort of weave in there the rumors about the king who may have done some stuff to maybe start trying to start a war. Yep, nope. Everything is so intentional. Every detail, every line, damn. And then when he gets taken, like taken, you know, it's yeah. it's it's like the first time everyone else in the crew is just like, oh, like they they check their own interests for a second, and they're like, oh my god, we gotta, we gotta we can't just go on. We have to save him. Um. So and then and then it's like this. Just uh, I have I have written here a gut punch. That's that's not it. It's worse than a gut punch. I, it's like getting like literally hit by like a tractor trailer, like doing eighty, like. And then it backs he, up and hits you again. And then it, yeah, it rolls back over you. It like throws it in reverse. Um, when he when we find out like oh god he's missing, and then it's like oh god he's betraying them. Like, oh, and and then to find out that it's like it's because he's been blackmailed into this, and then he has his hero moment. I'm like screw you, Tristan. I love you, Tristan. Like, blah, 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 blah. like I don't know how to. F- I don't know how to feel about him, because um, like I, Tristan was someone who like from the beginning I was just like, mm, I like this cat. I don't know what it is. Like I was just like, he's fun. He's fun. I, I like his like, little charismatic guy. Yeah. Of like, of approaching the gambling, but also like his sassy way of maybe I'll be this today. Maybe I'll be that today. Like. Not even a mysterious, I'm going to hide that I'm hiding my backstory. No, I'm going to sh- tell everyone that I'm hiding my backstory. <laughs> like, that's fun. It's just, it, but it, it works, and it works so well. But, like, this poor kid, like, I hope he's not based off someone in your real life, because, like, <laughs> he's a walking plot twist. Like, you- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this poor boy. Yeah. No, he, yeah, he's not based on anyone in real life. So don't worry there. I don't have any walking plot twists in my life. That would be stressful. <laughs> not that to you be know around. That, not that you yeah, know. That's of. true. That's true. They just haven't pulled the rug out from under oh. me yet. <laughs> now everyone should be looking over their shoulder, like, right? like oh yeah. no, where's the Tristan in my life? Um, <laughs> no, for Tristan, I I love writing my characters into corners where they don't have an escape. Uh, which sounds really mean, but it's, you know, I feel like it's the best way to like really organically get them into some deep, um, (laughs) because if I don't know how to get them out of it and then I have to figure it out later, which is very stressful (laughs) and I curse my past self while I'm, you know, editing and all of that. Um, but you know, then it's believable. I feel like that they wouldn't know how to get themselves out of it. Um, so 
it was my goal with Tristan to create a character that's relatable in the sense and likable in the sense that like I feel like you can feel he wants to do the right thing but there's mm -hmm. just so many outside forces and crazy circumstances and like weird stuff that's getting in the way and it's muddying his sense of like what even is the right thing at this point um and he doesn't know and he's like constantly struggling <laughs> with it um my my poor my poor little con man uh -huh. <laughs> poor boy right uh, but like I, so the fact that he's the secret prince when in your drafting were you just like did you know from the beginning or was oh yes. you did yeah you are Ooh. so sneaky you're so <laughs> sneaky when that reveal comes out i was just like oh i didn't see this coming see i actually got that I okay, we I'm get notorious. it, SJ. You see it all. You <laughs> always see it coming. But here's what I didn't get. I did not get the why he was in hiding. And that was drove me mad for the entire book because I was like, okay, I think I've got all the plot just figured out. I think I've got this all figured out. Tristan's the secret prince. I got this. I got this. I love the foreshadowing you did. I love the bit where he's walking near his parents, like, picked up on all that. And, but yeah. then I'm like, but why? Why is he, like, in hiding? What's, what's like... Why is he so scared of being revealed? He's a prince. What is he got to be scared of? I don't get it. I like driving me mad. All book. His dad is the worst. <laughs> There's a lot of daddy issues there, in this in which this is story. Is a theme. Yeah, that was like not super intentional. I didn't realize that until like late stage drafting, and I was like, oh my gosh, I like my readers are gonna think I have daddy issues. I don't. Like, I'm, Hi, dad. Love you. Like, my, I'm, I'm cool with my parents. Like, we're fine. <laughs> That's always something that, like, like I'm afraid to ask, like, um, so, yeah, right? uh, so... where did this come from? Where did this come from? Yeah, no, I was, when I was going back and making the questions for the deep dive, I was, like, thinking about all the different characters, and they're, and I'm like, wait, you've got a family thing, and you've got a family thing, and you got, uh, oh, I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing the pattern. <laughs> right? Yeah, they've got some issues, all of them. <laughs> poor, poor book children. But it's real. It's very real. So yeah. before we before we dig into everyone's uh, therapy session, because I feel like they all <laughs> they like, all need it. We'll get they there. Desperately we'll get there. Do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, but like, talk to me about Tristan. What was it like for you um, taking this secret prince, ripping him from, you know, sending him away from home and putting him putting him in. Callum, Callum Clem's possession, like, yeah, he, he's in, he's in knee deep in his own crap, like, yes. from the onset that we meet him. So, like, what? Just, I don't, I, I, I just want to open ended. Just like, talk to me about Tristan. Yeah. He's well. He's just the the whole idea that I had with Tristan is that he is, uh, as uh, one of the characters says, I think it's Raya. I can't remember. Green as a clover field, right? Yep. He's. Mm -hmm. super green he's he's charismatic and he's you know kind of funny and he gets his way a lot he's able to talk his way out of a lot of trouble but ultimately he was raised with extreme privilege and now he's in a world mm -hmm. without it and shocker he's struggling that. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he's having a rough time <laughs> poor kiddo yeah. I know. I know. All, all you trust fund kids. This is <laughs> yeah, this is what <laughs> this, this is, is what could happen. Daddy gives up on you. <laughs> Beware of Callum Clems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just so good though. Like I, I really I really love like the skills that he picks up along the way. And you know, for someone so green, for someone who's like way in over his head, he does he handles himself well and i think that's what i liked like he's I, like i'm a plotter in my writing i plot i don't pants tristan's a panster he's he's yes. like literally he's running with his seat and in his, in his chair in his hands like he's like one of those annoying people that never makes a plan well okay i find them annoying because i am so i'm a planner <laughs> in my life i'm a planner in my books like everything needs to have game plan but there's so many people that like don't really have a game plan and then like it just works out um you know in the end i feel like tristan is kind of embodying that where he's just like dodging the obstacles as they come not worrying about the next one like let's worry about today let's get through it um you know 
but he's also not like he's so rooted in the present. Um, but he's also not like. I mean, obviously, he's afraid of his past, like catching up with him. But like, how he inter- his interaction with the other crew members, I also found like truly fascinating, um, because like there's this like okay, here's he's the the good looking, you know, he's just, like high privilege like it just he just gives off this air of like everything's been handed to you hasn't it and now it's not like mm. (laughs) so like what what relationship between like between tristan and who did you find to be like so fun to write my favorite uh pairing was tristan and raya um which is kind of why i definitely see that i i give like a little um like a half, uh, an unrequited romantic pairing yeah, to the two of them. Puppy yes. Our poor little Tristan has a, yeah, a crush no. on Raya that will never be reciprocated. No, <laughs> too, too bad. Too bad. Yeah, poor guy. Honestly, um, it's. I, but I, I like that trend of just yeah. yeah poor Tristan. Like. Yeah, I know. It's like it just I works. Know, it I just swear works. I didn't mean to beat up on him so much, but wow. <laughs> And no, but the twist at the end where he does all this stuff that everyone does all this stuff to get like to keep people from finding out his name and then learns that Cal Unclem knew it the whole time. Damn. Yeah. Gut like, punch to the gut punch, again, right? Oh tractor trailer just bashed up over him again. Right. Yeah, that was a hard scene, that whole scene when they're uh riding back to Kerouac and like that kind of yeah. smuggler's hold of that boat. Um, I loved and hated writing that scene because I, I do love Tristan uh, as much as I've, you know, used him as a punching bag for this story. <laughs> as much as you prove time and time again how much you hate him. <laughs> but I don't, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it was really hard for me to ha- to write him realizing that he has just betrayed, like, really the only, like, actual family he's ever really known for nothing, you know? Yeah. It's like... but like in his head at the time it may have a choice you can only make a decision with the you know the cards you have in your hand at the time right and you didn't have those ones yet Mm. well i want to go i want to touch on um like this interaction with raya it's like the moment he realizes like evelyn's alive and he's like oh well if she's alive maybe raya's alive and then it, he thinks of like the look Raya gave him, and he's like, "And if she's alive, I'm dead." Like it's just like that moment. I was just like, "You know it, kid. You're done for." Like right? Yeah. I, it goes from oh, it's literally the oh Raya's alive. Oh, Raya's alive. Raya's alive. Yeah. I love that. That was like such a real like like it just like surmised Tristan in like one thought I was just like he's like like I, I could feel his hope his just like yes my treachery didn't like mean their deaths but now it means my death right <laughs> like, but now like, they survived the treachery to come kill me Yay! like it's just it's so uh it just got me like that that really got me yeah so um but okay so we we briefly mentioned him, Callum Clem. Callum Clem is like in the teaser talk. He's the one that I was just like, ah, da, 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 how am I not gonna? <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't, you important... just can't talk about him. You can't talk about him. He, yeah, he he is the like like we have the guild master right, but Callum Clem's the guild master. We don't know. He's yeah. like the mini guild master. Yes. Uh, well, Slash and, the uh, larger one, yeah. I yeah, say, like he's scarier in my eyes, especially we know him more as a person, and that just makes him—he's the snake. It's the devil yeah. you know and the devil you don't. And every time when, like, when they were like, and he's likely dead, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. you're like, are you sure? And they were like, <laughs> oh, he's in jail. Yeah, sure he is. I'm sure he's in jail. That's probably where so he is right now. I was thinking, if he's in jail, he wants to be in jail. And if they, if he wants to be in jail, what, like, what, what else does he have cooking? What move are we working on right. here? What yeah. else don't we know about this man? <laughs> so, like, even even knowing, like, okay, there's something here. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how it was going to work out. And, like, he's just – he is the – 
He's the snake of the Southern Wharf. He's the smartest yeah. guy in the room, regardless of what room he's in. And with his stupid chandelier. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was so endearing. Was I loved that. Wild detail with his like suede shoes it. and his stupid chandelier. And I'm just yes, that he's obsessed with. Why does he light so, all those candles every day? Where does that come from? So I like to think of Callum Clem. So first of all, Callum Clem is hard to write because he's smarter than me. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat that. Like he is smarter than I am. So trying to write things, like especially writing that, the epilogue, which I'm yeah. in his head writing from his perspective. I can't hide behind like, oh, he's pulling strings we don't know about. Um, it's very, it's challenging. That chapter took me a long time to write, and it's only like two pages. It's not, well, it's, it's not even a long one. It's so dense, it's, though. It's, it is just exactly the kicker. Like, honestly, I was checking to see how many chapters I'd left in the audiobook. You know, I was getting curious, getting to the end. And it's written yeah. down in the audiobook because the chapter titles are like the character's name who it's from. And then it said epilogue, Calum Clem, and I'm just sitting here like, oh, <laughs> oh, like, what? what's this going to be? What? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, I think he's just like a super ambitious guy. He has a superiority complex a mile wide. And I think that's why I gave him those little touches of finery, right? Like he's mm -hmm. a little too big for his britches, kind of, right? Like he's, yeah. uh, he's what a is climber. He? Is right. He? That's the thing. Mm, that's yeah. what blows, like, about him. That's like, because he gives off that, like, air, right? Like, whenever someone acts like they're the smartest person in the room, that's when they're going to get in trouble. But what happens yeah. but when you are? When he is. Right. Yeah, Literally. exactly. Yeah. And that's what makes him such a fun character is he is every bit as good as he thinks he is. Yes. And it's scary, though, because he's a terrible yeah. person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we learned that really early on, right? Like how he, yeah. how he, like his, how he brings Evelyn onto the crew, right? Yes. Like literally we, selling Raya. We know from the beginning he is in it for him. And let me like, you know, we have a quote here from the book. Trying to understand anything Callum Clem did was a recipe for madness. He read like an old poem. Everything could be expected to have three meetings or none at all. And throughout the whole book, he lives up to that. Like, if yeah. you if you would have, like, because in the teaser talk you mentioned, like, you had basically had a mission statement for each character to, like, kind of bring you back to. And, like, SJ and I were talking about this one. It's just, like, outside looking in, like, how do people view Callum Clem? This says it all. And yeah. it's, like, every move he makes, every word he breathes, it's just, like... Yeah. It's intentional. It's, it's purposeful. On. Nothing is yeah. wasted. Point where he's playing mind games with the reader because I'm again I'm sitting here being like, is this one of his sixty chess games, or is he just chilling? Like, right? What, where are we right You'll now? You'll never know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope I know. No. <laughs> the, the 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 quest for the quill, right? Like it's at what point. Because, like, he has plan within plan. So even when things go, like, terribly wrong, like, it's like, well, you couldn't have planned for that. You planned for that? Like, I'm, like, looking <laughs> back at him, like, are you sure? You really? You right? How? You saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, because I, I didn't see it coming. You saw it coming? Like, and, and to have contingency plans stacked up and ready, um, it makes you kind of go, okay, the Guildmaster. Now, in the Sell Me on it that we did, that SJ was, like, telling me about among these, because, like, they know I'm I, I love I love a villain. I love yeah. a good villain. Oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. not just like, like sitting in thing. their dark lair like yeah, I don't you know sour evil again. because it's evil. Yeah. Yes. Again, like, I don't mm -hmm. I've, I've had enough we've got enough sour on out here. Like give me give me an right? idea. Right. I love me some that. Tolkien, but I do yeah. like me some different villains. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> different -y, yes. Give different me, if it, if you have a Waluigi laugh. <laughs> I'm kind of like I don't know. It's just harder for me to like get behind. And <laughs> yeah, well done. Damn. That, that was Jade, not a soundbite. Jake, can we get some applause? The applause are sounding like the live Luigi laugh was live. My secret talent, I guess. <laughs> I'm, well, speaking of secret talents, uh, we'll come back to that. But like, ah, uh, I okay. So I was sold based on the Guildmaster as the villain. But when I'm reading this, I'm going, I'm reading that epilogue going, the guild master 
doesn't have anything on Callum right. Clem. Like he, he has no he, idea who he's dealing with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, he thinks he's tough going after Raya. He thinks he's tough with his like. Oh, you Little don't know. Army. You like, you gonna you learn today. Know. Like you're in trouble. <laughs> oh yeah. Callum oh, Clem yeah. is the villain I didn't know I needed. Um, and but now the way book one ends, I'm just like, okay, book two, yeah, see, book two. This is, this is what I was telling you in the song because I kept being like, I can't tell you. I could just tell you that the Guildmaster role ain't gonna be the same in book two. I can't tell you anything about it. I can just right, tell you. I can't tell you why. <laughs> can't tell you why. Can't mention Count Black. Can't, no, just I'm just telling you it will be different. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, but it <laughs> he just doesn't have that power anymore. Like, going back to the teaser talk, I'm t- I told you, I really don't like full book <laughs> prologues. But the way this first book is a complete arc, like, we have our story goal. We know what we're after. We're after the quill. We got the quill! <laughs> Yay! Oh, we got the quill! Did eh, like, we though? <laughs> like, that moment, that moment when, that it's like, red ink that three-letter right. word i was just like oh this isn't it oh yeah i was same same i was like okay that whole last encounter i'm like okay where's clem what's the plan where's the double cross like looking for it looking for it and we get the ink and i'm like oh, 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 there it is oh, oh dear oh no oh oh no oh no houston but we have a problem right <laughs> When it's like it's such a great victory for it's like and, and it's the defining thing that really cements Evelyn and Raya together, right? Like yeah. this is their like their um this is their choice. They're choosing now to do this not just on their own, but together. And like Evelyn casting off her, you know her real friend. crappy family situation. Because <laughs> yeah, right. like uh cringe, like it just that that one we're gonna talk yeah, about that because that one yeah that one hurts like yeah because <laughs> no, that gonna... one's real um <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but like uh, like you know my my i i'm short circuiting because it's like <laughs> that moment which is so powerful for the two of them is also a complete yeah. total pure victory yep total pure victory oh uh, like you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> Like you're a bad person for doing that. <laughs> the juxtaposition of that scene, reading the ink thing, and so I knew what I was reading and that it was not the thing, and they didn't, and damn it! <laughs> you poor sweet summer children. I I rewound. <laughs> I rewound and was like, because I, I listened to it too, um, and I was like, oh no, I did hear that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, <laughs> right. No. Face so ink. now, oh no. Oh, no. Like, I'm like, oh, like I swallowed my fist at one point. I was just like, oh, that's not going to be good when that comes out of the wash. Like, that's messaging me that ending. Just like right away. So, like, okay, I'm going to save this for the end because I want to wrap hearing all about what your plans are and what anything you can share with us. But, like, Callum Clem's like ending. So, between. Uh, Ryan and Evelyn, where they end up, we have Nash and Ivan, you know, like, and even their dynamic of, like, Nash finally has someone she trusts, and Ivan's just, uh, like... Literally about to betray her in about five seconds. I got, I got my brother! <laughs> and I, like, and it, but, like, yeah. at the same time, I get it, Ivan. I get it. I don't think you're a bad guy. No! I feel bad that you're stuck between this rock and a hard place trying to make a decision. And, you know, you mentioned you back your characters into a corner. That's a bold-faced lie. You put your characters <laughs> in a square, like, in a cube with no, like, and there's you no literally, escape. you can Waluigi <laughs> laugh as you're, like, sealing it shut. Because there's no way out of this but for it's him. It's all corner. It's all corner. It's all corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my poor babies. I know. Well, that was my whole goal with writing it is that I genuinely wanted readers to be reading it, wanting everyone or at least multiple parties to win and knowing that only one can like yeah. some of their characters are gonna have to lose 
for other yeah. ones to win and I wanted it to be hard for you guys. So well, what does this well, say well, about you succeeded? What does this say about me? I feel like captain indecision over here because I was rooting for all of them. And I realized like I'm rooting against my, you know, vested interests, but I'm just like this, this, but like, it just like, I, we had, we had another, um, we had another author on who did something very similar. Um, uh, yep. Yep. The ending of, the ending of Nottingham, Nottingham, right? The ending so, of like, Nottingham. Yeah. Yep. So, um, fans of Nottingham, read Among Thieves. Oh, I gotta check this out. Nottingham. Fans of yes. Among Thieves, read Nottingham because it's 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 absolutely do. Oh, I just like I got yeah. the same. And you asked what same. my book hangover was from. It was that book. The, so, yeah. like these two, it's like two, it just it's the same thing where you hit the ending and you're. And the multiple characters, and you know they're on opposite sides now, and you want it to work, and you know it's physically impossible, and then you just like, nope. You're like, can't they all win? <laughs> yeah, and the way I described it was like, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And you know it's not going to end well, but you're like, are you sure? I think in this version, they just live right. happily ever after. I'm pretty sure in this one, it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how Romeo and Juliet works. Maybe this one's different. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work out. No, it, so it did not work out there. And it's just, but that, that to me is just like why, you know, round of applause, round of applause, Jay, round of applause. Like it's, it, it, it nails all the moments um, from beginning to end. And we've talked about this a little bit in the teaser talk, but heists are not easy. You have to blend <laughs> all of the plans and the missteps and there's a lot of improvising that like has to come about because of failures that come um and like like blocks in the road how how are we going to get around this and it's so tightly plotted and obviously you know you sharing like oh, i'm a heavy plotter even in like my personal life that makes <laughs> sense because you could yes. not have pulled nah. this together the way you did um but like the way you balance success with failure like because if if the characters are just succeeding all the time it makes your villain kind of look like you know it makes it it makes your guild master your puppet master like well eh, i guess he's right. not that good at what he does scared scared of this guy? Yeah. Yeah. like i'm pretty sure that's like a checkers master yeah. <laughs> right right who put this guy in charge <laughs> but but not at all like you you balanced it so well um and you didn't sacrifice the character development in the process. So how did you do it? Did you say like, okay, I have characters and here are my characters and here's their emotional moments. And here's what I want to like really bring out. Or did you have a plot that you, and like the heist itself. And you were just like, okay, I'm going to fit these characters into this. And I know <laughs> as a plotter, no matter how plotty you do, our characters say like, Hey, you see that wheel over there at the front of the ship? <laughs> I want to take it for a spin and I want to see what happens. Right. And you know what? I see you put angled the sail this way, but uh, I just actually set it on fire. So uh, right. let's see what where this goes. About it. <laughs> so what, like, it, like, again, like Nash at the beginning, you think you're getting the characters all on this boat and then the characters are like, huh, what if we get kicked off this boat? And then what if we steal this other boat? And what if we just leave our mastermind on shore? Yeah, let's let's tr give that for a spin and see how that goes for you. Right, yeah, it's going to work out great. I see no problems with this. Yeah. <laughs> no problem here. I'm fine. Yeah, it's all good. The, the on-fire um, dog. This is fine. Right? Oh, yeah. The on-fire dog. Um, I built the heist completely around the emotional moments for the characters. Um, so, like, the, I knew, obviously, like, my whole point going in was to write a heist where everyone is betraying each other. Uh, that was, like, the fun part for me. Um, so, I built the mechanics and the steps and the details of the heist all the way around that. Um, and I rewrote... Oh my goodness, I could like, I got my face in my hands right now. I rewrote the whole heist, every bit of it, all oh the mechanics, God. probably a dozen times. Wow. Um, before I got the right sequence of events that I felt like hit how I wanted them to. But in every single iteration, Tristan betrays them. Evelyn chooses to do something to save Raya. Raya hesitates before doing her betrayal. Ivan decides to save them and Nash refuses to leave without the team. Every iteration had those emotional beats. Um, so that's, I'm like, I definitely built it around that. And the, the mechanics would just kind of come when I looked at, you know, the pieces I had on the board when I set up the Guildmasters Island setting. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And that's so interesting. Cause like, you know, I can imagine, you know, you have like, okay, 
I, I, I always like boil it down to whys. Why does this need to happen this way? Um, and once you have the whys kind of planned out, you can be like, okay, well, I can make this happen this way or this happen that way, depending on what works in the scene. But like, this is necessary. And I think it's so cool that you went into it with like 12 different ways I can do this, but the characters are always you know, this is how they're going to, this is how it's going to go. And I bet that goes back to you interviewing uh, your characters, like you talked <laughs> right? about in the, in the teaser talk, yeah. um, which I think is such a fascinating thing. And I had mentioned like, you should have a trivia. So like, <laughs> what, like, I, I, I almost feel like we should uh, set up another, we should, okay, this is what we're going to do. You've heard it here first. We're going to bring you back on the show. We're going to okay. do it live and we're going to, and we're going to, you know, tell all, all your readers and we're going to have a, a live trivia session and ah, see, so fun. right. We could do this. We could pull we this could off. Do, we could do totally. I'm like looking over my shoulder for approval from, uh, right. Like, Oh, can we do this? Us. Like, <laughs> we're, like, <laughs> yep, no. mom, is this going to work? Is this okay? Right? Can we do this? <laughs> hey Jane, you good with this? Well, right, right. <laughs> let's see if we can make that happen because I think that would be yeah, that so would be much so fun. fun. Be super fun. Because yeah, that would be so cool. All this work that you did interviewing them, how deeply fleshed out they are. Like, like we want that. Yeah, that can't die most, in a journal no, and uh, <laughs> under your desk. Um, one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite fantasy books ever is just this line about how every author has some secrets between them and the character that like doesn't make it to the book, but the author does. I want that. I want that stuff. I don't want that to be secret. I want to know that stuff. So for You're you, like, I want to be out of the secrets. I'm really curious. It. Now that you mentioned all these different versions of the heist, could you tell us just something different from one of the ones that didn't make it? And I'm really curious. Like, yeah, um, I have to think back. Probably the biggest change I made, um, and this was actually a suggestion from my agent. Shout out, Abby. They're the best. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, I uh, initially did not have Tristan getting abducted and taken. Uh, initially, he just kind of went missing, and it was way more obvious and way less compelling um, and then like pretty early on in the process, my agent was like, ah, we need something more concrete here. Like we need a better reason for this guy to be missing because like the, these characters are too smart. They're not going to buy that. He's just off somewhere. And I was like, that's valid. I was being lazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I, I changed it up there. When you're this close to it and I have my face against my, like my hand against <laughs> my face, like when you're that close to it, it's hard to see all those details. So like, it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, so that's why second opinions are so important. That's I will scream the ap approval of beta readers and stuff like that till I'm blue in the face because <laughs> people catch stuff that I'm like, oh, God, you're right. That really doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I see this before? Right, exactly. Like, theoretically, I should know more about this than anyone. But, like, you don't, right? When you sure. are that close up to mm -hmm. it, you miss stuff. So here's my question. In all the iterations, was the quill always in the same place yes okay but it wasn't always a quill oh okay, okay. what okay. was it what all was right. it hit Just, me with that this is the next yeah. trivia question so yeah <laughs> pay attention you guys. will only know this if you're on this interview Yes. Yeah, it used to be more of like a larger box-like device, but just mechanically that was getting so tricky because I knew all of the places it needed to be transported. And also just having a box-like device is not all that interesting. So a <laughs> uh, quill is far more fascinating and rolls off the tongue a lot better. So yeah, that's how it ended up. But the whole blood ink <laughs> thing is much... How, how did you even have the blood ink thing with the box? Yeah, so I had like a quill extending from the box. So I was like, mm -hmm. really, I just like basically you had a box the around the quill. Yeah, and I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> let's just get rid of the box. So <laughs> there's magic in this world. The quill can float. Let's unpack that, literally. Yeah, let's unpack <laughs> that. I like that. We need applause for that one, Jane. <laughs> Perfect. No, that's so interesting, though. And I think, like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you need the whys, you need the wheres, you need the whens, but the whats are very, they can, they can be transitory, flexible. That's a great word yeah. for it. Like, um, and I imagine with the, the depth of, of your cast of characters and the, uh, the breadth of your plot that, like, you know, you mentioned 12 12 rounds of, of going through and, and kind of ironing things out. Like 
you need that flexibility and you need that, um, you know, feedback, but like what, what, what did bait, like your first round of betas, what was something that like, what was one of the feedbacks that you were just like, okay, I know it exactly. I know. I see your, I see your problem and I raise you the perfect solution. And like, (laughs) no one, it's like the unsung, the only your beta readers know about it. What is one of your unsung beta captures? Yeah, I think probably one of the biggest ones was early stage beta readers were not understanding, or they weren't afraid of Callum Clem. They weren't scared of him. They didn't think he was that <laughs> scary. Well, that and changed. I was like, yeah, I was like, I need to fix this problem. Um, so actually that whole scene in the beginning where uh, Raya and Tristan come upon him um, doing what he does <laughs> and, you know, screwing someone over to take what they have in a very ruthless them. way. Mm-hmm. That uh, that yeah. scene was added after that point because I was like, okay, I feel like I need to actually demonstrate early on exactly what we're dealing with with this Callum Clem guy. Yeah, it yeah. is shown. It's not told. No writers, if you if you listen to this show, this is this is how you do it. This is yeah. how this is I'll like just talk about textbook. Tell uh, show not tell storytelling. This is this will show you. It won't just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see it in action. Um, <laughs> Well, we, we mentioned this early, uh, earlier, but let, let's talk about family because, uh, and I'm, I'm really glad you were forthright with saying like, I have a very nice relationship with my parents. Like we're good. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Cause like, it does not seem that way. This is like, this is a family matters episode. Like, um, (laughs) Okay, but let's talk. You have found family. We have biological family. And every member of the cast is fundamentally motivated heavily by this. And um, But it's really the, the, the birth family that, like, I want to talk about right now. So yeah. for Nash, the trauma of her mother's death, just like she's, she, she's just looking for a family. So that's why, like, it just works – when you say like in all 12 renditions, she's never the one who who screws anyone else over. Like she's – that's – it's just not in her because this is – like I it, it's just I give rooted. her a hug so badly because everyone else had their own agenda where they were fine with screwing over the team to get it done because there was something more important. And for Nash, she just had the team. She didn't right? Nash was just along for the ride. Yes. My poor baby Nash. She was the ride. She was the ride. She's the smuggler. (laughs) Poor getaway. Um, (laughs) But like, okay, so we have Nash. We have Ivan. He's just, you know, everything is to save his brother. Um, Totally relatable. Like, like. (laughs) Yeah, like as much as it's, I want to shake him for how he's totally going to screw over Nash and how that's going to break her. I can't blame him because it's his brother's life on the line. What are you gonna nice. do with that? I almost, I, I, I almost want him to be like to let her in on it. Yeah. Because I wonder what she would do then. And right. That, that's something that I was thinking. Like, hmm. But uh, we'll leave that for later in case there's uh, some book two stuff I might be able to <laughs> pry from you. Um, but okay, <laughs> then we have, <laughs> then we have Raya, and um, hmm. A little less <laughs> relatable, perhaps, for us Hopefully. not. Hopefully, God, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't want your, you, you know, you don't want dad experimenting on you for your, uh, you know, fifth grade birthday party. Um, <laughs> right. But, like, it, it gives her the abilities that put her on the run from the beginning. Like, it, it's her yeah. entire being is is shaped um, by that, that relationship with her father and her childhood. And then we have Tristan. Uh, like... <laughs> His dad, um, I don't. He's terrible. Uh, terrible. Father of the year over here. Oh my god! Like, yeah, terrible doesn't do it <laughs> like, justice. He's just putrid. He's awful. He's the worst. He's like he's both the I want to start a war guy and the I'm gonna kill my son to start a war guy. Yeah. Like just all the great check boxes of a great person, right? This guy. <laughs> just like dad of the year material. I swear. Yeah. But it's Evelyn. It's Evelyn's relationship with her father and Evelyn attempting to just live up to these expectations placed upon her. And she's so wrapped up in it. She's so conditioned by it that when 
he dismisses like when she's dismissed from the guard for something she didn't even do by the way right which like it's not like oh you let some like you know anyone it's it's the butcher of carowick like it's it's not you're like you're making sense or couldn't stop him like she's what a was, big threat <laughs> and again if your super magic extra specials mage power guard dog couldn't do anything about it that eh? right like, an escape goat poor evelyn like yes. come on throw her a, throw her a bone she's like and her motivations her intentions she's like i i probably like of all the characters she was the one that i related to the most and it was her point of views that like just really sucked me in um and ah uh, i'm like <laughs> Like, dear Evelyn's dad, like, <laughs> I, 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 just I, just I just want to talk. I just want to talk. <laughs> I just want to talk. And I don't want to point I, no, fingers. No, no. Dear but you're a dad, I just want to talk. Signed, Raya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that can be signed in blood, not red ink. Like, yes. this blood, is a promise. Blood. Yeah. Um, but like, the way she's so conditioned to seek his approval. Uh, that when he kicks her out, she's like, she thinks he's legit in doing that. She thinks he's doing the right thing by throwing her away. Right. Poor Evelyn. So poor, brainwashed. So what What do you want us, us poor, us poor readers, like us heartbroken readers, what do you want us to take away from her story considering like this, uh, you know, this dichotomy between family obligation and actually familial love? Right. Yeah. So I like, I uh, reject the idea that a person needs to be unflinchingly loyal to their birth family, regardless of circumstance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know that's like, some people don't agree with that and that's totally fine. Uh, But just like, personally, I am a believer that if something is really unhealthy for you, uh, as Evelyn's relationship with her father is, um, then, you know, you can choose your own family. Um, you know, yeah. I agree with that. 100%. Right. And like Evelyn's father treats her as a commodity for her entire life. Um, and I feel like Evelyn coming to the realization that that's not okay um, is, is a big moment that I wanted to bring across to readers. And I'm, I'm hoping to get across to folks that like your upbringing doesn't have to dictate your emotional future. Um, like you can break the cycle, you can create your own family, choose your own path. Um, if that's what you want. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't know. That's my deal with Evelyn. <laughs> oh, and I think I love like, that. yeah, your readers, um, I, I, I imagine like if they didn't feel it on page, hearing you say that, like, I imagine that's just going to bring yeah. like pump a lot of life into people. Cause it's just like, yeah. some it, that's, it, those are the hardest ties to break. And yes. it, you don't and even so realize many- they're toxic. You don't realize that like you're a commodity. Because it's all you've known. It's what you've grown right. up with. And, and there's you know. so much in society telling you that you're supposed to love your parents unconditionally. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we're still family. You know, look at all they've done for you. They brought you into the world. They raised you. They did all these things. You owe them this. You owe. And so it's just Evelyn struggling against this. And that's what I think is so interesting about this. In this you know, fantastic world of criminals and magic. You've created this story that's so real to our reality for her. Well, and it's like, I do like to try to inject, I think everybody, all writers have to, right? Because that's the world we know is our world. And uh, I think it's important to make sure you have those touchstones that actually, you know, are directly relatable, (laughs) um, just to keep it from getting too far off into, you know, (laughs) fantasy land. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's, I think that's why we love fantasy. Because it, mm-hmm. it is it's still real human stories, yeah, and it's yeah. it's just with a touch of magic. Like what? Right, well, you get you get like a different. Uh, like I I've been asked before like why I write fantasy, and I think the reason why well there's a lot of reasons why. First of all, because I read the Redwall books in the fourth grade and never stopped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I've also right? talked about the Redwall books multiple never times on back. this podcast. So yes, so no good. Yeah, so good. So good. One but of my first one of, uh, fantasy series ever. Right, like yeah. the introduction to the yes. gateway, if it's, you will. It's the gateway drug. It's the gateway drug. And it's a great one. Thank you, Brian Jacques, for your gift to us. But, uh, <laughs> like, I think another reason why I really like writing fantasy is that it gives you a chance to explore real human issues in a world that isn't ours. 
Um, so it yeah. lets people kind of come out of their own heads, their yeah. own, you know, yep. preconceived notions about stuff and maybe experience, you know, a, a, an emotion they wouldn't have expected to had they read about the same thing happening in, you know, New York City or, you know, in down in Tennessee or something, right? Like this isn't a fantasy world. We don't have to directly relate it. And maybe that lets us feel something different, um, which I think is kind of fun. No, absolutely. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And we can throw your the fabulous romance with Evelyn and Raya just into that same mix of category of getting to reframe the world with fantasy. Yes. Yeah, I was hoping to make it like just natural and uh, it's not like, it's not if you're looking for super romance, it's not there. You know, it's very, it's yeah. the beginning stages of a romance though, right? Where it's two incredibly yeah. broken people that don't know how to trust. Uh, they're not going to necessarily fall head over heels immediately. Well, let's <laughs> talk about that, right? Because like, if they did, uh, it doesn't make any out. sense. It's it like makes, it would have been. If this was another case of, oh my god, that person is so hot. Oh, I'm going to spend the next several chapters thinking about how hot that person is. <laughs> OMG, they're so hot. Oh my god, let me describe them in a way that's so hot and Ignore hot the hot. fact that I'm being say, chased and, plot and people want to murder me. And it just wouldn't fit with those characters, no. right? Like, there are characters in books I've read where, you know, we have those moments. And it makes sense for that character. Yeah, right. And I don't think but either Avalyn or Raya is, you know, a... a romantic type <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it also it, it kind of shows like what i kind of took from it is they each had to like they each won their emotional arc by the yeah. end of it right they each realize like raya's like i don't have to be alone question mark like it was just like yeah. that realization um yes evelyn's the one that's kind of showing her that with her actions but like Raya still has to take that step and acknowledge that before she can actually allow herself to begin feeling. Right. And that's that's what I think was done in in just a way that once again, superhuman. It's like there's so many like SJ and I have talked about this. There's so many oh, like yeah. bad example relationships. It's like the the yeah. example I always use is Superman and Lois Lane. It's like this is the most <laughs> dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> And it it came at such a time that like it this is this is toxic people this is not yes. what you should be looking for no, like right. save me and then like so, Superman's see, yeah, no, like is, save me like it's just... no see this is what I I I I've talked to Dave about this I'm very um, picky with my romances like I have to I have to love both characters as individuals. I have to love their dynamic and I have to love the way they like grow together and add things to each other. And then if that dynamic happens to be romantic, I'm on board, but I'm not, I, I need all of those other things. And that's one thing I just love because it's about these two people growing and growing together and it happens to be a romance and I love that for them, but it's not about the fact that you've read, okay, insert romance here. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's not about the fact that they're maybe falling for each other. It's the fact that they're maybe discovering that they even have the emotional space to fall for someone that they even yeah. can do that. Right. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And it, it's the Absolutely. internal, it's the internal realization that really struck home. Um, and you know, this, this found family crew, like it was always a ticking time bomb. Like yeah, that's what did me in the whole time because on one hand I over here watching them become a found family and like Tristan's like the lovable kid who's bonding all together and you have that really fun scene with the with the cheating dice on the boat where everyone has their rigged dice and, oh, that was just excellent. like you just walk around with a loaded <laughs> and dice every, and everyone's like uh, yeah, yeah and, then, and then Nash has two sets like I so want an that. extra one yeah no that was great. <laughs> And I'm just fall over here falling in love with this found family. And I'm like, oh, this is going to end terribly. <laughs> right. Train, oh. train wreck coming. Yeah, that was super hard for me to balance um, because I, you know, I love the found family trope and stuff. It's like one of my favorite things in, uh, in fiction. Um, I could tell. I could, I could tell. I, and it in, was in a there. good way. Yes. <laughs> good. Um, but it's like in this particular found family, uh, all of the characters are so fundamentally scarred 
they're, they all have so much trouble, except for maybe poor Nash, but even Nash, right? Like she, she yeah. comes into it, not as necessarily a lone wolf, but she wasn't as badly damaged at the beginning of the book. Yeah. Just does she just gets damaged. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nash. But like, you know, when her crew turns on her now, now suddenly she's left kind of without yeah. a, a safety net. She doesn't Literally. know. She is left adrift, really, <laughs> and doesn't know, you know, who to trust or if she can trust. And I think that, like, human nature causes people in general to want to connect, like, as a general mm-hmm. rule. Yeah. But these characters have all been so broken for so long that they are going to resist that urge. Like, it's a push and pull. They're they're not yeah. going to learn to trust each other overnight, and yet they're still drawn to each other. Um so I thought it was, honestly, I had a really good time writing it. I thought it was, um, I hope it worked out. How oh, I hope it did. Um, <laughs> it did. <laughs> but yeah, I just was trying to make it more like realistic for if characters that have this much baggage are trying to trust each other. And then also they, not they have their secrets. Yeah. They're not going to just come out and say, okay, guys, I have a problem. I'm going to betray you guys because of this, but I love you so much now. You know, it, I don't believe yeah, that no. that would be organic to the no, characters. that would not be organic. <laughs> as nice as it would have been. <laughs> no, it just, like, you, you, you play that, like, fine line so well. Like, you, you draw us into this found family, yet you, like, the fuse is burning. Like, we're just, like, waiting for it to, to blow apart. And, like... I don't know. I, I, I once again because like this is book one. So all like all these characters are still with us. So like we 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 have some separation, but some togetherness at the same time. We have some diverging motivations um, that are directly against one another. We have poor Tristan. <laughs> like <laughs> at, I feel like you could just say we have poor Tristan at any point. Right. Yeah, at any just, point and the then book. there's poor Tristan. <laughs> I'm beginning <laughs> to wonder if it's at any point in the season for the poor, like in the in the series. In the series. Um, it's just like does does it ever? Like I feel like he's just like does it ever get better? <laughs> right. And he's like looking out of the page. MJ, just, is it ever going <laughs> to get better? Stop it. Yeah. Sorry, Tristan. He just feels like such a puppy to me. Like poor, poor kicked puppy. Oh, <laughs> he is though. <laughs> well, we're at that point in the show that your readers have been listening to. And they're just like waiting. This is what they want. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is what everyone wants to know. What can you know. give us? What can you give us? Where's book two at? What can you share What's a time, like anything that you have. Any information. So, you know how publishing is. I can share very little about anything, which is super fun. Um, (laughs) But um, I can share that I definitely know what happens next, for sure. And it may or may not already be in the form of paper that's in a document. It's fine. Um, So uh, I, it's all very TBD. Uh, I'm going to post any updates that I have the millisecond that I'm allowed to. Um, so any information, it's going to be on all of my socials. Um, so at MJ Follow Kuhn MJ's Books. social. Yeah, right. MJ Kuhn Books, all smashed together. So Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm a good little millennial with all of them. Uh, <laughs> all the links will be in the description from this video. So if you want, you can just go right down to the description and just hit follow, 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 follow. Yeah. Right? If you're not following, start following. Because we need to know, we need to know when this, uh, yeah. but this book too's. We need like, the information. Yeah, the one thing I will be able to tell you is it was unclear. Like when I was trying to like describe who the villain is without spoiling for book one, it was difficult. Um, Callum Clem is the villain. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my surprised face. <laughs> oh no! No way! I didn't yeah. see that coming. Like but, I feel like the epilogue yes. gave that away. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but it's such a yeah, great but seed. Epilogue. Oh, it's yeah, such it a is. great seed, and that like that's what made me go like, okay, this book one ride was great, but it's also short. I want more. If I'm gonna be a fanboy about it, I need, I need, I need. <laughs> that was like. Multiple stories. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. like, um, do you have a vision for how many stories are going to you be would like this in to be. this series? So, kind of. I will say I have um, a ton of ideas that are set in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. 
that there's room to grow for a long time if people are interested. Yes. Oh, interested, people are so. interested. People are I found people two. and we're interested. <laughs> right? Hey. Yes. That is awesome. And I love that. I think that, yeah. like, I, that's what I look for. I want something like if it's a trilogy and then it's over. That's, I mean, it's great. I love that. But, like, if you can just keep want- giving me, like, this world and, like, show me all the, like, and I know with the way you write, like, we're going to see, you know, these little details that are planted here that spring up here. And, like, if you pay attention, there they are. Like, <laughs> I am here I'm for sure it. You- get into the whole Deglin day at some point because that's that's another itch for me that I gotta like I'm so curious about and I'm like yes, history's greatest traitor yeah like history's greatest <laughs> traitor what's that like you can't just dangle dangle in like history's greatest traitor and not do something with it oh it's oh it's in the works I love that <laughs> oh I have ideas yeah I spent a very long time building the world of Timor like five years I plan to to do as much as I can in there as long as people as long as people want it <laughs> well it is now our mission to make sure, make people, sure people want, want it. it it's very particularly our mission because if they want it then you'll write it and then we get to read it so it's really right. our self-interest yeah we're, we're at the end of the day we're very selfish people this is exactly uh, this podcast is right in with the saints yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I will backstab anybody. And if anyone knows me, I will backstab anyone yes, to make sure it will. happens. Uh, in one of his recent book critiques, we went, Tim, look, I get you like murder. That's fine at all. But your book has too many backstabbings. You got to do some sidestabbings. You got to uh, do some frontstabbing. Like, no. This, like, I don't think so. No, no, no. <laughs> the amount of literal backstabbings you have in that doc. It's fine. No, I'm not changing right? anything. Like, checks out. I dig it. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, trust me when I say... I, I have, I have, I have a, uh, I, I have a kinetic, a kinetically thrown <laughs> axe waiting for anyone who uh, is getting in the way of this next. And I got the sensor ready, so we, we, there you go. We're yeah, we're sniffing out the threats. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I got to ask. You referenced a couple of times, um, you know, the next book you're working on is more research and whatnot in the teaser. Are you working on anything else besides the book set into more? Yes. So the book I'm working on right now is my first sci-fi that I've ever written. Ooh. It's a cyberpunk novel, and it is deliciously fun to write. So awesome! Yeah, having That's a great time very with it. So. That is a that is such a I don't want to say a departure because I feel like sci-fi yeah. and fantasy, but like we have like nautical seafaring, yeah, like and and you know, yeah, pirate heist throwing. stuff, yeah, and now and now cyberpunk. I'm sold I'm, like I'm i don't sold. need to hear more yeah. i'm good just uh i want to hear so more fun to be able to reference technology you guys <laughs> shut up and take my money right. <laughs> uh that is awesome and readers listeners i hope you've enjoyed your time uh getting to sit down and listen to us talk with mj and, and Tim, before you do the wrap-up i just have one more question i've been dying to ask if you don't want to jump <laughs> oh, back in please bring it on is um this is super like little thing but i just have been dying to ask you have such an interesting naming scheme with like the spindle fort needle guard like what's that what's what's that Yes, I that come like, from? when you sent the questions before and I like saw yeah. that I was like, you're the first person to ever like mention I, the picking I, up on that. I need to know, need to know, <laughs> need to know what that's about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I'm building my worlds, I focus really heavily at some points on like the trade exports because I feel Ooh. like that, um, sets the tone for a lot of things that with there's capitalism in the society and mm-hmm. all and, um, Dresdell and Kerouac specifically export a ton of lace. Um, so, oh, right, and that's, that's like the how, Nash at the beginning. that's how the nobles have gotten their power. So they, all of the things oh. are like kind of related to lace making. I learned, I, I didn't actually oh, do it, but like I watched clever. YouTube videos on how to make lace. So I knew all the like little terms to kind of zoop, sneak in there. Clever. <laughs> yeah. See, I did not pick up on the, but I, now that I know it, I totally see it. And I love that. Add it to the trivia questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Another and, one. <laughs> and on that subject, the lottery for the um the that area of Carol. Yes. What's, what's that? Why the lottery? Yeah, the lottery. I feel like is a little like less nuanced, where it's just like I wanted it to feel like it's a gamble to go there, like to just mm. setting foot in there. It's just. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. What's gonna happen? <laughs> um, so just calling it the lottery. I love is, that. A simple way. <laughs> Get that across. I love that. I love that. 
and, absolutely love that. And that is like, I don't know. Like, that's how I kind of, that's what I took from it. Like lottery. Yeah. It's like, you have just as good a chance winning the lottery as you do making it out alive. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a gamble whether you're going to survive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's... Don't cross Callum Clem or it won't be a gamble. You just want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a matter yeah. of when, not if, but right. when. How horrifically. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, speaking of not if, but when, this is that time where we're going to have to say goodbye. But when can we have you on again to do this trivia? We're going to talk. We're going to try to make this yeah. happen. I um, love it. <laughs> congratulations again. You have written a wonderful wonderful story in a beautiful world that we can't wait to see and read and hear more of turn it into movies tv shows comics i want it all i'm like i'm here for it oh, we're sold we're sold perfect Let's and do a board i want a board game and a trivia game I, I i i these are the things that i need in my life um so listeners if you know someone who needs to read this book don't be bashful put among thieves in their hands better than an axe in hold their back. Kinetic, see, I was going to go with hold a kinetic axe so that they'll take the book, but you know, I guess Tim's being nice for once. <laughs> once again, it's me. It's going to be in the back. I'm not... <laughs> yes, yes, you and your backstabbing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Conclave cast and special guest MJ Kuhn, and we hope you join us on our next adventure. <laughs>